All right, welcome back to another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I'm your host, Cody Tucker. As always, be sure to like and subscribe. Um, and before we get started, uh, thank you to everyone who came out last Friday to watch me do stand-up at the Rose City Comedy Club. It was a fucking blast. I, goddamn, it was so much fun. Um, all the comics who were there were, f- like, really, really fucking, like, high caliber. Um, if you didn't come, then, uh, go fuck yourself. You're dead to me. So, <laughs> no, um, it was a blast, man. I'm, goddamn, I'm fucking loving it. I really wish it wouldn't have, uh, taken me so long to, you know, actually get started and doing stand-up, but I am, this shit's fucking addictive, like super addicting. And as a person who gets addicted to things easily, <laughs> I guess it's better than, you know, Drinking two bottles of Jack Daniels and waking up with somebody's throw up all over me. Um, yeah, fucking blast. Allergies have been acting up, so um, really waiting for global warming to start kicking in. Fuck all the burn every goddamn tree on this place. Jesus Christ! Oh, I feel like a fucking cokehead, like fucking Kate Moss. God damn. Is she alive? I guess she's probably still alive. Probably she didn't testify in the damn Johnny Depp thing. Because they had a... I mean, if you're going to beat... You know, if you're going to beat the shit out of somebody, a cokehead is a good place to start. So you would think that Amber Heard's people would have been, you know, ringing her up, being like, hey, bitch, I know some shit happened to you. So... (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I don't want to dive too much into the old Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing. I pretty much spent the entire last episode talking about it. If you haven't been paying attention, it's been, it's gotten better and better since the last time that I, I recorded an episode. But I'm going to wait for the um, finalization of it before I talk about it anymore. So we'll move past that. Um, fuck Amber Heard. That's the gist of it. Um, actually, I want to bring up this shit this is okay so there's this show um called first lady i believe that's what it's called first lady um it's about the lives of three different former first ladies michelle obama eleanor roosevelt and uh, betty ford and the eleanor roosevelt one whatever eleanor roosevelt was a, a big old fucking dyke um and married to her cousin. That's about the gist that you need to know about Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, but uh, what's her name? Scully. Um, fuck. Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson plays Eleanor Roosevelt. Does a pretty good job. It's just weird as shit. Because Eleanor Roosevelt was super fucking weird. Um, then Michelle Pfeiffer plays Betty Ford. And she actually... That's the fucking highlight of the show. I will be honest. I have not watched much of this show. Um, I was actually pretty excited for it because... Um, one Michelle Pfeiffer is like we one is like the whole fucking um theory that white women age badly, as true as it is, um, it does not apply to Michelle Pfeiffer. God damn, God. Um, yeah. So anyway, she plays Betty Ford, who was not attractive. Um, which actually no first ladies have been attractive except for Michelle Obama. Um, everybody wants to talk about how Jackie Kennedy was hot. Jackie Kennedy looked like she had fucking Down syndrome. Um, 
Like, I, I do not. I will never understand that. I know that women, like, look different in the 60s. But fucking Sophia Loren, Marilyn Monroe, um, Natalie Wood. Like, all these women were hot as shit. And that was in the 60s. Don't try to fucking convince me that Jackie Kennedy was hot. Like, her eyes were about this fucking far apart. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there's nothing attractive about that bitch. Um, but Michelle Obama. Bull. And I bet Laura Bush was hot as shit back in her day. I actually, I, I mean, I don't know what a lot of these women looked like when they were young. Um, I bet a few of them were pretty hot. Nancy Reagan was probably all right. But I bet I bet Laura Bush was pretty hot. She was also, um, I mean, wild as fuck, too. So that, I mean, she fucking killed somebody. So <laughs> she has uh, that in common with her fucking husband. So, <laughs> I mean, he killed, you know, what? How many people died in 9-11? Uh, <laughs> however many people that was. That's how many uh, W killed. But, um, yeah, Laura Bush was, like, uh, driving and ran a stop sign, I think, and, like, T-boned a dude that she went to high school with and killed him. So, there's that. <laughs> um, interesting enough, she actually also went to high school with Tommy Lee Jones, who was roommates in college with Al Gore, who ran against George W. Bush. So, there's a little thing you can drop on people if you want to seem like you're smarter than you really are which is pretty much how i have gotten by in life is i read very short little snippets of like interesting things about history and then tell them to people as if like this is just something i've uncovered throughout like <laughs> thousands of books worth of research not really i'm just google searching like hey what are some interesting shit about history memorize all of them because i mean I'm not smart, so there's that. Uh, but I have a pretty fucking good memory. So I know I can memorize this shit and then use it to my advantage later to seem like I'm smarter than I really am. Um, probably shouldn't have said that out loud, but... Oh, well. So, um... Anyway, so there was a little thing about Laura Bush. Also, a huge cokehead. Be honest, I do not know that for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of connecting the dots because W was a massive cokehead. Um, like, I don't know if any of you have ever heard the phrase falling upwards or no, not falling upwards. That's a uh, shell Silverstein, but failing upwards where you fuck up. And then somehow that leads you into having like a better job, like into a promotion somehow. George W. Bush is the pinnacle of failing upwards. That son of a bitch might be one of the dumbest human beings ever. Well, it's hard to say that because the fucker did go to Yale, but also you ain't got to be that smart to go to Yale. You just have to know people who went to Yale. Uh, and if you look at George W. Bush, where did his dad go to school? Yale. Where did his granddad go to school? Yale. His granddad, Prescott Bush, was one of the people who like helped found the uh, Skull and Bones Society, which if you ever... Um... Okay, look, I'm obsessed with conspiracies, and I do believe that there is some wild shit that goes on in the government that has something to do with like conspiracies of something of like secret societies and all that stuff skull and bone and if you have any doubts about this which i don't blame you because it sounds fucking ridiculous um and it's not that i don't know if i even really believe it i just think it's interesting to like read about i think it's fascinating to read about like groups who may or may not control the world <laughs> you could call it illuminati Freemasons, Skull and Bone, whatever you want to call it, this shit probably doesn't exist. I mean, and not in the way that people who, like, you know, 
like if you go on like black Twitter whenever they say to like look at Beyonce's face transforming. <laughs> it's just her hair like moving in front of her face. It's like look, she transformed into her real self, a demon. Uh, that's probably not real, but um, as far as like you know, I mean, if you look at like any all these people who are in government. They all have known each other forever, and they they all end up for the most part going to the same schools. They're all connected in some ways. Like everybody who's like been president was connected to previous presidents, like Nixon being Eisenhower's vice president, but then Nixon also running against Kennedy, and then winning against Bobby, and then running against uh, running for president. Like I think it was the same year Bobby Kennedy died. Like there's all these weird fucking connections, and then also. I think running when Ted Kennedy was going to run, but then Ted Kennedy fucking got drunk and killed a fucking chick. So I don't know. There's all there's very weird connections, or that like Jack Ruby was like knew Richard Nixon for a long ass time, and then just so happened that Jack Ruby's guy who shot the person who killed John F. Kennedy, who was Richard Nixon's biggest political rival. A lot of uh, weird shit like that. Um, Skull and Bones is basically like this. Not really like a fraternity, but it's kind of a fraternity. So it's this group of like high level students at Yale who, it I mean, it's not necessarily anything to do with grade level or like grades or GPA. It's like people whose families are well connected in business or government or politics. And a lot of times both like the Rockefellers, people like that, who, you know, billionaire oil tycoons, but then also were heavily in the government, like Nelson Rockefeller being the vice president at one point um, and was like the governor of New York, which he was, yeah, Gerald Ford's vice president. So um, there's like the Skull and Bones Society who you can look up like what their building looks like. And it's basically just this giant concrete like mausoleum is kind of what it looks like. And the students who are part of the Skull and Bones, there's a very select few go in there and do these weird ritualistic meetings where they wear like cloaks and all this shit. Like basically like eyes wide shut, but without masks. Like they just like, it's very fucking creepy, like grim reaper suits and all this shit. Um, the whole thing, of the, the thing that makes like skull and bones so fucking weird is that when you look at all the people who were in skull and bones, they are now like the, the big people in politics and have been since like, yeah, for over a hundred years, like George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, Prescott Bush, so that whole line, and then like I think Rumsfeld, like all the like you can look and they're all like end up becoming either senators, governors, presidents, congressmen, whatever it is, um, or big like business tycoons, like people that run like Enron and all these other fucking companies. They're all part of they're all part of this fucking organization, um, and they would do like weird fucking rituals where. Like, one thing that Prescott Bush did, so George W. Bush's granddad, when he was in Skull and Bones, they dug up <clears throat> dug up the skull of Geronimo, the Native American warrior, and stole it and brought it back into their that building and would drink out of it. That's, like, one of the, like, the weird fucking things that they would do. Um, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure grave robbing is a fucking felony, so there's already a crime there. But, anyway, so... Prescott Bush and George H.W. Bush, smart-ass dudes. Like, very hard-working, very smart. I mean, George H.W. Bush is in, like, the CIA. May or may not have killed John F. Kennedy. All sorts of crazy shit. Um, Prescott Bush, 
became like this business tycoon. I don't think he was involved in politics very much, but more like with business and, you know, ended up like finding or funding like all these like steel companies and all like shit like that. Basically, um, he was also a Nazi profiteer. So he made money off of concentration camps, like concentration camp labor, and even provided a lot of the steel that went to building concentration camps. So <laughs> that's not good. Um, so then George W. Bush comes along, not smart. He's nowhere near the level that his dad and granddad are. Um, George W. Bush is just a fucking like party animal frat boy. Ends up going to Yale and is a cheerleader at Yale, which <laughs> I mean I know like you you could be you know straight and be a cheerleader, but I mean what are the fucking chances? Um, so anyways, goes to Yale is like a cheerleader at Yale. And he's in Skull and Bones. Um, and yeah, and then he ends up working for his dad's company um, called the Carlisle Group. And the Carlisle Group basically is like a weapons manufacturing company or helps with weapons manufacturing. Um, that's like in the 80s. And, his dad, and then his dad just gives him like this big fucking oil rig company, like whatever, does some shit with oil. Um Gives him that company whenever he's like young as shit. Then he ends up owning like the Texas Rangers baseball team. All this shit, nothing, none of these things he has any qualifications to do. And then ends up becoming the governor of Texas. No qualify, no, in no way qualified to be the governor of Texas. Becomes governor of Texas because of his dad. Then, uh, yeah, becomes president. And really, it does not become the fucking president. Like, it is amazing to me because, you know, with, like, the last election, people were like, oh, you know, the election was rigged, blah, blah, blah. Like, Joe Biden didn't really win. Donald Trump won. Whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But in 2000, during the election between George a, uh, George W. Bush and Al Gore, who was roommates with Tommy Lee Jones, who went to high school with Laura Bush, uh, and Al Gore was, you know, Bill Clinton's former vice president. Um, like, George Bush lost the election. And then they did a recount in the state of Florida where he won. But the state of Florida, the governor of that state is Jeb, or at the time, or she may still be. No, I don't think he is now. But at the time was Jeb Bush, George Bush's little or older brother, little brother, whatever, his brother. So, and then whenever they do the recount, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, actually, no, you're right. You did win. <laughs> it's like, how in the fuck does that? I mean, I know it drew a bunch of red flags 22 years ago, but how do people not? Still talk about that, like, hey, you remember that time that the election didn't really fucking happen? Um, anyway, so Skull and Bones, so there's that. Um, so back to the First Lady TV show. Um, the So the reason why like I watched a little bit of it and am not going to watch any more of it. So I was actually kind of excited to see, that, like, I was curious to see who was going to play Michelle Obama because, like, I don't know. I was just like, cause Michelle Pfeiffer is not who you would think would play Betty Ford. And Jillian Anderson is not who I would think would play Eleanor Roosevelt. So I was like, well, I mean, who the fuck is going to play Michelle Obama? And it's Viola Davis, who is a great actress, but looks fucking nothing. Like, like Michelle Obama is pretty fucking tall. And according to my granddad is a man. Um, so he probably thinks Jamie Foxx should play Michelle Obama, but, uh, that is not what I think. Um, just to make that clear. Um, I mean, I, I've had a thing for Michelle Obama since I was in high school. I used to fucking pull my little stinger fucking every day to Michelle Obama, damn near. So, um, shouldn't have said any of that. Um, 
So, frame of reference, here's Michelle Obama. Fucking, like, easily one of the, like, baddest women to ever live. Michelle, Jesus. How my granddad thinks this is a dude is beyond me. Um, now, I think maybe a little racism is involved there, but um, I do not. Th- if Michelle Obama's a dude, then, hey, fuck it. I'll suck the fucking skin off her dick. Anyways, so there's Michelle Obama. Now, here is Viola Davis is Michelle Obama. Jesus. Like, it's just like she just saw a rat. How in the fuck? Like, so this is what everybody's, like, shitting on, myself included right now, is that Michelle, uh, that Viola Davis is, like, trying so hard to be like Michelle Obama that she's doing this weird, like, like, weird thing with her lips, like, I don't know. Um, And it just is so fucking distracting. It looks like a fucking SNL skit. So here we go. Michelle, beautiful. Jesus Christ. Um, And then Viola Davis. (laughs) I mean, one, you know, not to just shit on people too much, even though that's kind of the theme of the show. Um, Viola Davis is not attractive. Like, in any fucking way. Viola Davis is... Bill Davis has been in movies for about 20 years, and she's looked like she was 60 the entire 20 years. Um, she's not attractive. Attractive? Not attractive. Hot as shit. May or may not be a dude. Not attractive. 80% likely is a dude. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it is so fucking distracting. It's like an SNL-like skit. But not even an SNL skit, because they would actually have a better impersonation. It's like a Mad TV skit. Like, what's her name? Deborah Wilson. This is <laughs> or really like Phil Lamar doing um, an impression of Michelle Obama. It is wild. Like, how in the fuck do you say, all right, here's the woman that we're casting for to look like this. Like, god damn, look at this. This is... Give me about 15 minutes and I'm going to be fucking... I'm going to have to put a damn windshield wiper on this fucking camera. Um, Michelle Obama. And then they say, all right, we found the person. The perfect person to play Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah. I'm as surprised as you are, Viola Davis. <laughs> That's got to be the face she made when they asked, hey, do you want to play? So we have this role for you. Um, you're going to play one of the most... Um, you're going to play one of the most important uh, inspirational women... In African American history, in in her head, she's thinking, "Okay, Harriet Tubman," <laughs> or like maybe Oprah. She actually looks like fucking Oprah in this. And then they say, um, "She's like, okay, Harriet Tubman." They're like, "Nope, more recent." She's like, "Oprah, more recent." And then they say, uh, "Michelle Obama." That's the face she made. She went, <laughs> God damn. It is wild. And I highly recommend people just watch the show just to see how much of a train wreck it is. And it's really not fair because, like, you got these two actresses who are hot as fuck. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer is smoking on. Jilly Anderson, I mean, granted, um, for her, you know, own reasons, uh, I don't have a chance. <laughs> She's a lesbian. <laughs> 
That's probably how I should have worded that. Um, either way, Jillian Anderson, hot as shit. I've had a crush on Jillian Anderson, too, since I was a little kid, because X-Files. God damn. And David Duchovny, for that matter. Um, and yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's just always been fucking smoking hot. But the women that they're playing, like, they look like fucking warlocks. Like, Eleanor Roosevelt kind of looks like Gollum. Like in real life, or like an orc, and Betty Ford just looked like Betty Ford looked like I don't know, like a white Jimi Hendrix. Just not, I mean, in no way attractive at all. I mean, Gerald Ford had had fucking CTE, and that's the only reason he was married to that fucking bitch. Um, and then you take Michelle Obama, who is the hottest first lady of all time. Like, by a fucking long shot. And you find an actress who is ugly as shit to play her. I, like, I probably shouldn't say Viola Davis is not as ugly, but she's fucking ugly. She's not, Viola Davis is the person you put in a movie to play, like, the boss of a place who has had it up to here with you. <laughs> like, if you fuck up one more time, you're out. That's Viola Davis. She's basically like Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon. Like, that's the kind of role Viola Davis should be in. She shouldn't be playing fucking Michelle Obama. There's so many other people um, that could have done that. Fucking put Gabrielle Union in it. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of fucking Gabrielle Union, but she's hot as shit, too. Like, you just need to find an actress who is African-American and hot as shit. That's the qualifications. They don't have to have anything else. They don't have to try to do this shit to look like her, to... Like, they, you don't have to find somebody who looks like that. Like, she looks like like Bill in the Cosby show when Bill Cosby, like, does his dances at the beginning. And then he, at the very end, will go like that. Like, that's <laughs> that's what she looks like right there. Like, how in the fuck? Like, you'd have been better off putting fucking LeVar Burton in a wig and saying, all right, you're fucking, you're Michelle Obama. Oh, man, I don't get it. Like, I okay, this goes back to a, a common theme of mine that I've had since I was a little kid. I think my dream job, not necessarily my dream job, but the job that I'm the most qualified for is to be, and I don't know really what the name of the job would be, but to be hired out by companies like freelance to basically hear their ideas before they go public and start moving on with them and just tell them, like, whether this is a good or a bad idea. Um. Some people might think that most of the things I've said on here would be a bad idea. Uh, disagree. Um, so maybe I'm not qualified for the job. But either way, I think that especially for like movies, music, anything entertainment-wise, I mean, I feel like I've done enough fucking... I put in enough time uh, learning about movies and shit to where... Before you cast somebody in a movie, or before you even make a movie, or and it can go for business too. Before like before Pepsi decides to put fucking Kendall Jenner in an advertisement where she ends a fucking race riot by giving somebody a Pepsi, maybe they should gonna make a code. Do you think this would be a good idea? And I could look and go, y'all are out of your fucking minds. Get it out. Get rid of it. Don't tell anyone you ever even thought of this. <laughs> like yeah, Kendall Jenner in an ad, great idea. Race riot in a Pepsi ad, bad idea. Kendall Jenner stopping said race riot with a Pepsi, horrible idea. So they need, I need to find out how, what that position is called and become a freelancer of that position.
because I think that is what I've been bred to do is to not come up with good ideas because <laughs> clearly I am not good at coming up with ideas, but I can definitely hear someone else's ideas and tell them whether it sucks or not. I know when something's good or bad. I just don't know how to make something good. I can make something bad. <laughs> clearly. Um, I mean, all fucking 12 of you listening to this know that, but <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that St- fucking great transition. This is how, um, this is where I would start. So Apple just did this bullshit. Um, this would be on my list of bad ideas. Um, so just in case you don't know what this is, which you probably should know by now, Apple has made an emoji where you can put a pregnant man as an emoji. Don't really know the context of why you would ever even need to do that. Um, but granted, I don't use emojis because I'm not a fucking 10 year old girl or a 70 year old woman. Um, this shit is so fucking infuriating to me. <sighs> Look at the risk of sounding uneducated. Um, but I did graduate high school and I've done a little bit of college. So I've had a li- I've had a couple of science classes under my belt, um, under my big old long braided belt, <laughs> like the fatties wear. Um, I've had a few biology classes, few anatomy and physiology classes. If you are a guy, you don't have a uterus. If you don't have a uterus, you don't have a fucking baby. <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, look. Hey man, love live your life. Live your life. If you want to be a pregnant man, try hard enough and you'll succeed. Look, but some things you just can't do. Some things you just cannot fucking do. I, for my entire life, have wanted to be able to dunk on a regular size, regulation rim. To be able to do not just a jump up and grab the rim, but to like do a windmill uh, Dominique Wilkins, whack, and just fucking crank that fucker in there. That has been the, a dream of mine since when Space Jam come out, 96. So since I was about three years old, uh, that's, that has been my fucking dream, is to dunk a basketball. I mean, I'm 6'2", six, 6'3", six, but, so the height-wise, you know, there's people that are way shorter than me that dunk. The problem is that I weigh... 360 pounds, 356 pounds now, and I'm white. Uh, That is what's holding me back. My whiteness has betrayed me for the first time in my life. (laughs) It's been fucking all smooth sailing, but unless I want to dunk a basketball, no, not happening. So there are certain things that you just don't get to do in life. I will never get to dunk a basketball. It is the most... It is the thing that I want most in life, but I'll never have it. That's it. Dan Marino, most in life, wanted to win a Super Bowl. He never did. He never will. Um, I will never dunk a basketball. Um, I'll probably never have sex with Carmen Electra. Although, give it a couple years, who knows. That one may not be out the window. Um, (laughs) But I will never dunk a basketball. If you are a man, you will never get pregnant. It is one of the joys of being a man. There are a lot of them. 
<laughs> Trust me, it is. It's a it's a great life. We get paid more. Um, we can really do whatever the fuck we want, and nobody really cares. Um, it's a fu- it's a great smooth. It's another thing that's just smooth sailing. Being a dude, why the fuck do you want to ruin it by getting knocked up? And and then if you are a guy, like how? Goddamn! Like where does it come? Where? Because you have to have ovaries, fallopian tubes. What else did I learn in high school? Ovaries, fallopian tubes, eggs. I think women have eggs in there somewhere. Um, those, like, I think shoot out the fallopian tube and they meet in the middle somewhere. I'll be honest. I don't really know how a baby's made. But I do know, I did learn in junior high that it's not in the stomach. <laughs> I did believe that until I was about 12 years old. That the baby was in the stomach. Um, yeah. And I thought that like when the woman ate. Like the baby was just <laughs> eating some of the chewed up food. Like a baby bird. And it was just kind of like picking stuff off the walls. And was... That's what I thought growing up. Until I was about 12. Then I found out there was this thing called the uterus. And the baby I think. Grow, like grows in that. And then that uterus connects to the vag. And then splits out the cervix i don't know there's a cervix in there somewhere i'm not really sure where that is um people have found out recently that i don't know what the fuck a vagina looks like as far as like um biologically i mean i know like i know what the outside looks like i've never really been inside one i haven't been inside one since i was 28 i mean uh i'm 28 now in 28 years when i came out of my mama um yeah, I don't know what the hell's all going on there. I know there's some, like, things on the edge. There's supposedly this thing under the f- top that you're supposed to know what, what it is. Don't really know what it is. And then there's a hole, but now I found out there's two holes. Did not know there were two holes. I thought there was just one, and I thought the piss and the baby came out of the same hole. I found that out recently, that there's actually two holes. Um, I hope I've been using the right one. Um <laughs> I feel like I would get told if I was putting it in the wrong one. Um, so, yeah. The uh, human vagina is a mystery to me uh, in many ways. Uh, despite what you may think, I have seen a few of them. And I've been, you know, in the depths of few, a few of them. But um, as far as actually like taking a mic, like a, you know, magnifying glass to it, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck any of that is. I know that there is a thing called a cervix. Don't know where that is. I think it's in between the vagina hole and where the baby is. Because I think the baby goes through the cervix. And then I've heard people say that somebody's dick was so big that it blew out their cervix. Um, God damn my fucking allergies. Jesus. And fucking coke drip. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think there's a cervix down in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> this is not good. So, um, I might just start sticking to ass play because, I mean, I know what that looks like. I got one, and mine, for the most part, looks just like anybody else's. Um, anyway, so as far as I know, to get pregnant, you have to have a uterus for that little fucking critter to grow inside of. Um, and as long as you don't, you know, go against God and scramble that fucker up and suck it out you're gonna have a baby come out (laughs) but 
Um, I don't know where any of this is going. <laughs> I mean, look, Apple, y'all are fucking being weird. Stop putting, there are no pregnant men. There's no pregnant men. There's pregnant women, and then there's women who look like men, but they ain't men. It's just how it is. I have a solid C cup. I ain't a woman. If I Even if I wanted to be, never be a woman. I don't got a fucking uterus. I don't have a period. And now, like, I was reading, look, I've, I'm trying to dive deep into this because I'm really trying to understand this shit. I'm trying to understand why is it that some women think they're men and vice versa. Um, and then there are some that I've read about women or men, men who are transitioning to women who have this, like, operation where they have periods. Why the fuck you would want that to happen, I don't know. Um, I mean, as far as I know, all not all women even have periods. You do gymnastics when you're a kid and you don't have periods. <laughs> I mean, I actually think that's true. But, um, again, I don't know shit about that. I don't know where the period stuff comes from. Um, is it like a nosebleed? Like where it just comes out of just... Like, because honestly, I don't know where a nosebleed comes out. Is it coming out of, like, your brain? Huh. Yeah, well, public school has failed me. As it has failed everyone else who went to a public school. I don't know where a nosebleed comes from. I don't know if you just have shit that just pops in your nose and you just start bleeding. Is the period the same thing? Is the period just a thing? Something pops every month and you bleed out and it bleeds through? Is that coming out of the uterus? Holy fuck. I don't know what's going on. Um, in general. So, um, I've actually decided to introduce a new segment for like the 50th time. I have a tendency to get bored with ideas very quickly. So the movie thing I think I'm throwing out, um, I might bring it back. It'd be like my McRib. Um, so I majored in history in college. Have a fascination with history. A fascination with like the dark parts of history. Um, I don't. I don't really like inspirational stuff. Don't like inspirational movies. Force Gump to me is one of the worst movies ever made. Too inspirational. Way too un, or way too unrealistic. I've. I think I've talked about Force Gump on here probably about fifteen times. So I won't do that again. Um, but it's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, I don't like inspirational movies. Uh, I don't like Remember the Titans. Like, yeah, you play football with somebody for a week and suddenly you're, an entire family history of racism goes away. That ain't how that shit works. Uh, as a kid growing up in a hugely racist city, um, yeah, us playing football together didn't make anybody not become racist. They were still racist the whole fucking time. And I just sat there and tried to get out of exercising. I really wasn't paying that much attention to either one. I'm just like, well, I don't feel like running laps, so I'm going to tell them that I sprained my ankle. That was pretty much how my football career went. Um, so, yeah, I like the dark side of history. I like the crazy shit, shit that people maybe don't know about but probably should know about. I especially like it whenever um, – I mean, not every – so I'm going to do this for a couple weeks probably – I would like to do it forever because this is actually interesting interesting to me. But like I said earlier, I get bored with ideas really quick. So I probably won't do this that many weeks. But we'll just see. I also can't fucking predict the future. Um, I'm going to call it Mindful Mayhem Monster of the Week. So I'm going to take somebody who you may or may not know or you may or may not know as being a monster and talk about how they were a colossal piece of shit. This week, 
we'll start with week one. Somebody that you for sure should know who this is, um, but you may not know was a dickhead. Uh, where are we? This bitch. <laughs> so this is Mother Teresa. Everybody knows the name Mother Teresa. It is like I can't remember what the ne- what it's called like an eponym. Whenever like a person's name becomes like a symbol for an adjective. So like Einstein. Anytime somebody does something smart, you're like, oh, fucking Einstein. Like Einstein is almost now like uh, an adjective meaning smart. Mother Teresa is like an adjective meaning charitable, nice, kind. Like Gandhi kind of is sort of like that. But Einstein and Mother Teresa are like the two main ones. Or Hitler if you're going like negative. Although Mother Teresa gives that motherfucker a run for his money. So there, this is Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa died in 1997. Um, she became a saint in 2016. Um, which to be a saint means you had to oversee two separate miracles that have to be verified by the Catholic Church. Then you can become a saint. Um, and apparently she did this, which I'll go into. So Mother Teresa, that her whole life, even to today, is honored as being one of the most like charitable, amazing, selfless people of all time bullshit so here's another here's mother Teresa smacking some kid on the head um mother Teresa was a fucking monster so i'm gonna go through a little bit of this shit because it is to me highly fascinating and i don't think it's like very well known um just how much of a monster she was so mother Teresa, as a catholic and as all catholics are love the idea of um suffering <laughs> like if you don't know here, let me go back to this picture of old Teresa. So, if you don't know a lot about, there you go. If you don't know a lot about uh, Catholicism and how fucking crazy that shit is, um, they're real big into like suffering. Like, if you ha- do something that's sin, suffer for it. You'll be all right. Uh, Mother Teresa, being like basically the most Catholicy of Catholics, really liked suffering. Um, This is a quote from Mother Teresa. There is something beautiful in seeing the poor accept their lot, to suffer it like Christ's passion. The world gains much from the suffering. So, Mother Teresa, as being someone who loved the idea of suffering, um, made these hospitals in Calcutta, India, which is where she's from. Um, She made these hospitals that were supposed to be for the sick and dying who were way too poor to go to normal hospitals. Um, And as far as most people were concerned, she was doing an amazing job treating people who had like HIV, AIDS, tuberculosis, uh, leprosy, polio, and even just like cancers, like all sorts of shit. Children, adults, men and women, senior citizens, anybody who was destitute, welcome into these, they were welcomed into these hospitals by Mother Teresa. Let me take this. Fuck this bitch. All right. So she had these hospitals and one main one. And then there was like these other little like clinics, basically. The main hospital was this giant building that people were not allowed into unless you were in the hospital, like unless you were part of it, like a nurse or something like that. Outsiders were not allowed in this hospital. They had to like go undercover in these hospitals to actually find out the things that I'm about to talk about. As far as the world was concerned, she was doing an amazing job. Uh, amazing acts of charity. Princess Diana was showing up to these hospitals. The Pope. Reagan was donating fucking millions. 
um, or not millions, but donating a fuckload of money to these hospitals. In all, $30 million was donated to Mother Teresa. The hospitals didn't receive a fucking penny of this $30 million. Instead, that $30 million went straight up to old Poppy in the Catholic, uh, in the Vatican, who at the time I think was John Paul II. So that $30 million just went to the fucking Vatican so they could, like, I don't know, buy more gold shit or something. Or buy John Paul II a new hat. Um, she didn't spend any of this fucking money on these hospitals. And whenever all the reports started coming out about how these hospitals were like, eh, pretty fucking obvious. So the hospitals, just to like give you a layout of like what they were like, the hospitals were, I mean, it was a giant building that inside, concrete. No beds, nothing, just concrete. Where all the sick people were laying on the floor of this concrete. And it didn't matter if you had tuberculosis, AIDS, whatever you had, you just piled in with everybody. And they were like cramped. There's no sunlight. Like, there's lights at the very top of it, but the sunlight doesn't get to the bottom of the floor. They would get sunlight if they were in fucking beds like a normal hospital. But they were on the floor, so they're not even getting any sunlight. They're sitting in darkness, reusing needles, um, not using any sterilization. And a lot of the patients had HIV and AIDS. And Mother Teresa knew this and was still having them just wash off a syringe and then stick everybody in it with the syringe, regardless whether you had AIDS or not. People with tuberculosis are sitting next to people with, like, AIDS and HIV who are immunocompromised, who, if they get tuberculosis, they're fucking dead, which most people, if they get tuberculosis, are dead. Um, She didn't give a fuck. She would also, this bitch, would just walk up and down the aisles and just watch people suffer who are begging for some kind of, like, treatment, medicine, morphine, some kind of medicine to, like, take care of what's going on. She just walked by, like, suffering, giving them their little bullshit, and then, uh, like, splashing them, like, sprinkling them with a little fucking Ozarka holy water. Um, amen. Um, that was, like, her day in, day out, was just watching people suffer because she thought that it brought her closer to God by getting all these people to suffer before they died. And she thought that it got her closer to God and it got these people closer to God. Because in India, a lot of these people were not Christian. They were, I mean, most likely Hindu. Um, she wanted them to become Christian. So another thing she would do is right as like, so, I mean, everybody in this hospital is for the most part is terminal. Like you weren't going to the hospital with like a broken arm. You know, like you went to the hospital cause you had a disease that is pretty fucking rough and you ain't going to make it out. So mother Teresa would just walk around and everybody who looked like who was probably about to die, she would have them moved over and she would baptize them whether they wanted to or not. And most of these people are like lifelong Hindus. Most of them didn't go to this hospital because it was like a Catholic hospital and they wanted to be Catholic. They just went because it was the only hospital in India that would let them go because it was free and they could afford to go. A lot of them also didn't know that this hospital is basically you're just going there to die. Uh, and you're going to suffer the entire time. You're not going to get treated with anything. You're not going to get any kind of alleviation because the bitch who runs it, Mother Teresa, um, is a real motherfucker and <laughs> loves to watch you suffer because she thinks it gets her fucking closer to Jesus. Um, so, which I don't remember that part being in the Bible, but, you know, also, I stopped going to Sunday school when I was like seven. Um, but I've read the damn book twice, and nowhere in there does it talk about, hey, Jesus used to walk up and down aisles and watch people you know, die of AIDS and just go like, uh, like he, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jesus, Jesus seemed like a pretty nice dude, according to the Bible. 
Although, you know, the book's probably a little biased. I mean, the whole fucking point of it's to make him look good. But, you know, going off of the Bible, dude seemed pretty nice. Seemed pretty chill dude. I doubt he would have done that. I'm sure he would have given some people a little bit of goddamn morphine. Um, so Mother Teresa was doing that kind of shit. Eventually, the Red Cross kind of got involved where they went um, and was were trying to kind of help her out with supplies. Uh, the Red Cross representatives... <laughs> said that it reminded that building reminded them of Bergen Belsen. Which Bergen Belsen is or was a concentration camp where seventeen thousand Jews were exterminated. And they said that the conditions of the building reminded them oddly of Bergen Belsen. Um what else happened there? Yeah, forced people to baptize them right before they died. Um oh had a mortality rate of forty percent. Which I mean granted a lot of the people there were terminally ill um, damn near having a 50-50 chance of living is not good. Even if you are terminally ill, uh, like a lot of them were. But also, a lot of them weren't terminally ill. They became terminally ill because they went there thinking they were going to get treated. Tuberculosis in the 80s was not necessarily a terminal illness. Like, there were treatments for tuberculosis. You could be all right. Now, the AIDS and HIV, yeah, I mean, you're fucking dead. But all those people who were there for, like, tuberculosis and like, you know, I don't know, COPD, whatever the fuck they're in there for, fucking rickets. All those things are not terminal. Yet, you go to this place, you got a 50% chance you ain't coming out. Um, she also used to have children or mentally ill people, anybody who was causing a ruckus, to have them just tied up with ropes and just kept tied up the whole time they were there because she didn't want there to be a disturbance from people like seeking their faith. So she wanted people like basically like bound up if they were fussing, which, you know, if I had fucking polio, I'd probably be bitching a little bit too. Um, okay. And then, so she has that all the time, like, you know, basically her whole career as a mother, whatever, I guess a nun, um, has this hospital whenever and becomes best friends of Princess Diana. Then they die like really close up, like close together in 1997. Um, a bunch of things since then have come out. Like I am not fucking uncovering some crazy secret. Like a lot of people know that mother Teresa was a fucking monster in 2016, which this is way after people have learned. Cause a, a lot of the reason that people learned that she was a piece of shit came from Christopher Hitchens. Christopher Hitchens, um, investigative journalist and also author, um, who, uh, and kind of investigated Mother Teresa and was like, this is bullshit. So a lot of people had already heard about Mother Teresa being a fucking monster, um, long before 2016. In 2016, Pope Francis gave her sainthood, like made her a saint, which is like the highest level of recognition that a Catholic can get or like a Catholic person in the ministry whatever you call it um to be a saint well one the pope and like the vatican has to like deem you worthy of it but also one of the requirements is that you had to have overseen and been like responsible for slash you know witnessed two miracles two separate miracles mother Teresa's claimed that she healed two different people from brain tumors uh, one was this woman who had like multiple brain tumors and due to Mother Teresa treating her and praying over her, brain tumors gone. Vatican says that's a miracle. And then there's another guy, like we're a little bit after that, same exact situation. I think he just had one brain tumor, but a big one. 
and she apparently prayed over him, brain tumor gone, miracle. Um, before they sainthooded her in 2016, a, a couple of doctors came out and were like, hey, uh, fuck her. Like, the reason they don't have brain tumors anymore is because they came to a goddamn real hospital and got medicine and certain, like, cancer treatment to get rid of these cancerous brain tumors. Like, her praying over them did not give her the... It would be different if they were just sitting in a fucking, you know, nativity scene and she's, like, just... Like, praying over them and then their brain tumor just shrinks. No, they went to a goddamn hospital and got treated for the brain tumors and the brain tumors went away. Pope Francis, ah, fuck him, ignore it. She's a saint. And then in 2016, even with all this, like, medical um, evidence that she did nothing to help these brain tumors, they make her a saint, and in 2016, years after people find out she's a fucking monster, and nine years after she died, ten years after she died, roughly, wait, 97, 2016, 19 years, 19 years after she died, she becomes a saint. Um, so there's... Uh, Mindful Man, Monster of the Week, motherfucking <laughs> Teresa. Horrible, horrible human being. Jesus. Um, stay tuned for next week. I don't know who it's going to be over, but uh, I will figure it out. So, trust me. Have a good one.